This is the start prop property show.
Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Radio Yesterafir. Today we're welcoming you to the Start Prop Property Show. Every Wednesday between 12 and 1, we bring you the Start Prop Property Show. I'm Ivan Nietling, the principal of Start Prop Real Estate. And every Wednesday we talk about property matters, all issues pertaining to transfers, home ownership, and everything that it takes to own a property from government subsidies, bank financing, um, and everything else related to property. In the studio today, I would like to welcome Rifan Hendricks. It's been a while, Mr. Hendricks, that you've been with us. So welcome back to the Start Prop Property Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. It's, uh, oh, no, sorry. Good afternoon. <laughs> yes, the day is I'm moving on. The yes, day is moving great on. to be here. Great to be here. Excellent, excellent. So again, you know, as every Wednesday, uh, we discuss things of interest, topics of interest um, that we believe the people of Yesterafa and further field would like to hear about um, relating to properties and the real estate. And today, Mr. Hendricks, um, we're going to be looking at a few issues that specifically affect the community of Yesterafa um, when they transferring their property And also, you know, areas like Mitchell's Plain, uh, where people are, you know, needing to be empowered and be needing to be uplifted. Um, and there's no better way to empower and uplift your community than by having home ownership. Um, but just before we start the show, uh, every Wednesday we bring you some local jazz and some good uh, Cape Flats jazz. And today's opening show was um, O-Logical Studies saying, uh, playing Siabungena. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and we'll be listening to more of the hits uh, brought to you from the Cape Flats with love right here on Radio Esterfeer, on Stasi, on Stalent, and on Mensa. So without further ado, to start today's show, I'm going to just pose a question to Mr. Hendricks, who, as you know, is from Hendricks Incorporated Attorneys. He's been an attorney for more than 20 years now, and a good number of that, more than half of those years, has been as a conveyancer. And he's here to share his ideas about property law and issues pertaining to transfers and the legal aspects of property transfers. So if you have any questions that you want to uh, direct to him, 
we invite you to send it through to to uh, the radio station and we'll see if we can answer any of those questions uh, for you right here on Radio Yesterfeer. So, Mr. Hendricks, today I'd like to kick off with a question and, you know, uh, just talk about the issues of people who have bought houses or they were renting houses from the city of Cape Town and are we dealing with a matter like this now where somebody was in the property for so many years, uh, the parents initially rented the counts, the property from the council. I'm not sure if they took transfer ever, but now he's wanting to sell that house and he's saying, look, yeah, he's been in the house 30 years um, and the house was never registered in their name. They never took transfer from the council. Can you just explain to us, you know, what's happening with all the properties that in the old days the people rented from the, from the city of Cape Town and there was an opportunity, there have been so many different opportunities for the council to transfer those properties back to the communities. I think the first amount back in the day was 6,500 rand. You could uh, get the property for 6,500 rand if you paid the transfer fees. Um, but to, you know, today, so many years later, people haven't taken uh, use of that opportunity to transfer the property to the name. And now they have to go through a lengthy process of proving that they lived in the property or that they owned the property. So... I'd like to just direct those questions to you, Mr. Hendricks, regarding properties that are still registered in the name of city of Cape Town where people have rented those things for so 50 years, if I can say that. Okay. Um, yes, there is an issue. Or, or, I don't want to use the word issue, but I've now used it already. There's an issue related to a specific matter. But let's first now um, uh, paint the picture. Okay, and the picture is that People have been living and renting houses from the city of Kaplan for years now already. And, uh, you know, lease agreements have now come and gone and uh, the, the, the city has not renewed the lease agreements. And what they've done is they, you, uh, um, the people in the houses, they now just pay on a month-to-month basis. They have a, they have a month-to-month lease agreement and it's been going on for um, since the new South Africa, in fact. Okay? So it's been... Uh, uh, persistent for the past 20 odd years that it is like this where, yes. the, where the, the lease agreements have not been renewed but people that are living in the houses they just just proceed to pay and they get the bills every month and they just proceed to pay this rental amount so um, uh, whilst in private practice if you lease from somebody there is you have no right to ownership but um, in 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 the South Africa that we live in now that uh, seeing that you've rented a council house from the council for years, there's been a um, there's been a movement by council to say, listen, you've now lived in this house for so many years. Now we want to we feel that we should give you transfer of the house, okay, give you ownership of the house. So uh, council has decided that they are going to turn some of the rental uh, stock to to ownership stock. Then they enter into a deed of sale, and the deed of sale is now a recent deed of sale, call it two, three years old. Okay, so there's a new okay. deed of sale, yes. So it's a new deed of sale, but for the fact that the people have been in possession of the house in terms of lease agreement for the past 20 odd years, 20 plus. Um, so their ownership is now, well, their, their, their status is now going to change. They are now changing from uh, from a lessee to, a, to an owner. Yes. Um, and in terms of that, we need a catalyst agreement. The catalyst agreement in this case is going to be the deed of sale drafted a year ago, two years ago. That deed of sale is then given to an attorney on their panel. Okay, And uh, because it's a discounted amount, 
uh, way uh, usually discounted amount is maybe if you look at the sales maybe 15,000 20,000 rand or maybe 30 could go up to 60,000 rand that has to be paid for the purchase of the house yes. yes depending on the circumstances and how they've negotiated with the person um, the individual people um, and the the individual policies at the time for different areas of course yes i remember 20 years ago when they did the first transfers it was done at six and a half thousand rand and then you know the last time i checked it was probably at sixteen thousand five hundred. so i'm not sure it may have moved along the scale but um when you say now that the, the city of cape town is transferring these properties from tenants and converting the tenants into owners by virtue of the fact that they've been in those properties for more than 20 30 years um, who's initiating the transaction? Is it the person that's living in the house going to the council and say, "I will not believe the ace, but come can I the ace call funny council?" Or is the council actually going out and driving the initiative to convert the tenants into owners? It is that initiative that is happening now, converting um, um, old owners, old lessees to to owners. Okay, that so, so that's a strange one to me because uh, let's say two years, about two years ago, they, we had a situation where somebody owned a council house and um, I think, you know, the, the, the parents owned the house and then the children wanted to automatically buy the house or sell the house and they thought they had an automatic right to own the property mm-hmm. that their parents rented. And then the city said, no, you don't have an automatic right to own this property and to sell this property. It's at our discretion whether or not you can own this property and continue where your parents own the property that you and I automatically uh, are the children and lived in the house and that you can have automatic right to the property. So, you know, there was a situation, a big fallout, where the council was saying, look, they have the right to allocate this property to someone on that waiting list and not the children automatically owning the property because their parents live there. Um, has, has that matter been resolved? So, so I, I almost hear you saying now that there's a, a versachting on the part of the city to want to uh, pass transfer of these properties to the next in line or the kin uh, you know, of parents that have, that have maybe passed on where they were the initial owners of the uh, renters of the property? I can't answer that question. That, that question I can't answer, but in this specific matter, I can say that it was an initiative by the city of Cape Town. Maybe for, uh, we should do research with regards to that and speak to the certificate then and then maybe give some feedback to the people next week to tell them I think what, it the, what, the, what the stance <laughs> of the city is. Yes, I think it would be a politically charged answer and I think it would be a very tough question to pose to the city because you know sometimes the political side of the city will not want to disclose what the inner policies are of the city, mm. particularly if they are contentious. Man. But the Laat hulle nou die huise kan terugvat nie, omdat jou oors die, die huise geheer het, het jy nie automatisch een recht om die huise te heerie. So ek dink dit gaan politisch sensitief wees, en ek, ek weet nie, as ons die antwoord gaan kry van die stadsraad, om te sê, ja, dit is so, dat ons kan mense verweide van die huise, as hulle nie uh, uitdrukkelijk kan bewys, dat hulle oors daar um, a, a hier contract gehad het met die, met die stadsraad. Die, die volgende probleem is, Mr. Mr. Hendricks, is dat, jy weet, soos jy nou gesê het, die hierkontrakte was aangeteken, aange uh, jy weet, sê 50, 60 jaar gelede, wat het die mense al huise van die stadsraad geheer. Um, daar was nooit een gesprek of te sprake van een hierkontrakt wat opgeteken moet word. Die. Dit was net aanvaar dat die mense in die huis uh, verewig daar sal bly en verewig in die rentoffice hulle huis hier sal betaal. Jy sê nou vir my, uh, so 2 jaar gelede, 2-3 jaar gelede, was daar een nieuwe contract wat aangegaan is en 
Vale, misschien een policy shift gaat het, en nou die ding verskillend zou behartig, dat daar dat, dat hier contract nou definitief van maand tot maand geskik het, en dat dat nie uh, vereiste was op die stadsraad om automatisch uh, die hierder te recognize nie, in die contract nie, want kijk, alles maand tot maand, dit bedoel die, die stadsraad en nou enig en anders in huis inzit. So dit, 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 dit um, skip aan groot probleme vir die, vir die hierders want hulle het nie automatische rechte, want daar is geen hier contract wat opgeteken is. Die feit dat die mense jare in die huis bly, um, vir wat het dit dan nou gestaan, so that poses a very serious dilemma, and as you said, maybe it's a conversation that we need to have with the city, but I think it's politically charged, because I think it's about, it's very sensitive, how you're going to treat people that lived in the house and paid rent there, on the understanding that that was going to be their house. Mm, I think I think maybe uh, the, the conversation should be had with Councillors in the area. So maybe in this area, because this is an East River house that we're dealing with, maybe in different areas, let's call it the Cape Flats, maybe the, the rental stock is, because it's uh, it, it's in rental stock, they don't want to move it out of rental stock. I don't know what the, what the different policies are. Maybe this is an initiative brought on by communities here in East River, or maybe just the street, or maybe just the block, I'm not too sure what it is. Okay, but this is what is happening now that uh, that that this deal of sale was entered into with this individual, and that uh, the transfer of the property is now is now imminent to him. But then the, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the the specific dilemma with regards to with regards to the preemptive right that yes. is normally registered. I, I think we can we're going to deal with preemptive rights as part of this discussion. Guys, this is Start Prop, the property show every Wednesday between 12 and 1, right here on Radio Yesterday Fear. We bring it to you live, information, updates, and 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 exactly, you know, what is happening in the world of property, particularly in the East River, and of course the greater Western Cape and the greater Cape Flats area. So a lot of what we're talking will obviously be valid in in areas, you know, where there was council stock, Mitchell's Plain, Heidefeld, and all of those other areas as well. So all of those people were renting from the council. There was an opportunity to purchase the property way back in the day. And as I said, that money, the, the amount that you were paying escalated. Initially, Mr. Hendricks, you know what the big risk, uh, the problem was, is that if people had an outstanding municipal account, you couldn't get a rights clearance certificate to pass transfer the property. So if the people hadn't paid, let's say their rent was in arrears, or their water and electricity was in arrears, so now there's an outstanding municipal account, you couldn't get a rates clearance certificate to pass transfer. And that became a problem. And then, you know, by some measure of means, the city then found a means, a way to shift that payment so that they could issue the, the, the rates clearance certificate and that the people could pass transfer of those properties. I'm not sure what rule they used, but there was some bylaw that they came by where they could, you know, in a sense, sidestep the fact that there were outstanding payments and that you could then take transfer of the property. But that was, in, in essence, you know, how many people weren't in areas with their water account or their rent or mm. their rates, and they weren't able to make those payments. And now the city is saying, look, we can't give you the house even if it's for 16,000 rand because you have an outstanding water bill that goes back 20 years. So that was the problem, and uh, they kind of solve that issue. So, Mr. Hendricks, in terms of this new policy that you had, you know, before, if we had to sell a property that was owned or registered by the city of Cape Town, um, and someone said, okay, I want to sell my property, they hadn't taken transfer, it was still in the name of the city of Cape Town, they first had to then transfer the property from the city of Cape Town to that person, 
And then from that person, they could then sell the property, you know, and do a, 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 a duplicate, not duplicate transfer, but you know, simultaneous transfer. But, it, you know, it took almost two years, three years for the city to appoint somebody to do the transfer of that property. So my question is, you know, is, is that still the case? Is that still happening where people have to wait for an extremely long time <laughs> before you can pass transfer of the property or sell their property by waiting for the city to now allocate that property to some attorney, then they lose the file, then they're not given instructions. So, you know, what is happening in the city, if you have any knowledge of that, uh, regarding the city uh, passing transfer of the properties? Yeah, so there are some people that, are, that have been waiting for years for transfer of the properties to them. And it is... Um, so what the city has now done... Because they've had this backlog, this extreme huge backlog, what they've done is they've re-looked at the administrative process with regards to the conveyancing uh, of the uh, of the registration of the transfer to the new owner. So they've they've um, they opened up a new panel and they've invited lots of people to be registered on the panel, and they've now um, uh, uh, actively moving a lot of the files over to the attorneys so that they, so that these transfers can now be registered in our specific matter it was it went to a uh, it w- went to a previously disadvantaged attorney which um, should have been done a long time ago it's, uh, it's so the city is now only becoming proactive with regards to that because it is it is a pro- it's a previously disadvantaged person that's receiving transfer normally it goes to previously advantaged law firms and they they get it in uh, the yes, in I'm, the thousands yeah i'm not going to mention Fairbridges or anyone else by that by that name <laughs> for this um, radio program we won't mention those legal firms that have always benefited and our, we've always been you know excluded from those but yes things are changing and and our people are being recognized and our legal professionals are being recognized uh you know professionals of color are now getting onto the panels brilliant lovely Absolutely. and look the professional work that we do is equal and uh to the work that they do, so I don't understand why it was never given to us before. So transformation, 24 years later, is only happening now in the city of Cape Town. But thank God, and as you said, they've increased the panel, so they're actually moving a lot more of these transfers along. This is the start. Pro- but it's pro- also windows, uh, window dressings, lip service, it's just, you know, uh, throwing let's us not, the crumbs. Let's not get into a political debate. Let's stick to the politics of property Absolutely. and transfers and how we become empowered through home ownership and acquiring a title deed and the value of that title deed uh, to the average man in the street and how he can change his entire life because of a, the value of a title deed and home ownership. This is the Start Pro- Property Show coming to you every Wednesday between 12 and 1, where we talk to you about real estate. Our offices, number, shop number 5, Rose Center, Plain Street, Brewdowns. As always, you are most welcome to come into our offices. Come and talk to us about real estate. Come and share your ideas. If you have any questions regarding subsidies, and today we're talking about city of Cape Town transfers, where the house is still registered in the name of the city and you're wanting to sell that house. Uh, what happens? What are the processes that are involved? How long does it take? And also the good news I think we're getting from Mr. Hendricks is that there's a big move now from the city of Cape Town to transfer these rental stocks into the public's hands, into the hands of the individuals who rent that pro- property and to convert that to home ownership. So, you know, if you're under threat of a lease from the city you've rented us, Mr. Hendricks is saying that you're on a month-to-month notice. There's no guarantee 
of your security of tenor, which means that you, you have no hold over that property. And now there's this big move. Mensen sit in the self for in the lane, gaan praat met die stadstraat, gaan praat, soos Mr. Hendricks nou sê het, met jou local councillor. Wat hy vir jou gaan inlig is, is wat is die proces om my huis in jou naam te kry, as jylle nog altyd rent van die council, jylle het vir jare gerend, dit is nie automatische recht nie, Mr. Hendricks sê, gaan praat met jou councillor, gaan hoor wat is die stappe wat moet gaan neem word, om eienaarskap te vat, en jy hoef nie meer een hieder te wees nie. En kom praat met Staatprap as jylle hulp nodig het, as jylle wil advies hee. Ons is meer as gewillig om in te tree en vir jylle bij te staan uh, met hierdie situaties. Ons gaan gauw een musical break vat. Ons is weer met O-Logical Studies en uh, die nomreke is At Peace. This is the Staatprap Property Show. tuned into the leading internet radio station in the mother city.
Guys, this is the Start Prop Property Show every Wednesday between 12 and 1, right here on Radio Easter Fear. Ons talent, ons stasie, ons mense. En vandag praat ons oor behuising en ons praat specifiek met meneer Hendricks van Hendricks en Corporate Attorneys vandag. En hy meedeel met ons en die publiek oor um, huise wat, wat mens geheer het van die stadsraad, wat jy nou kan eienaarskap van neem en die risiko wat verbonden is, dat jy nie automatische recht het om hierdie property te eien nie. And so what we're saying is, people, please take transfer of your property. Don't be a renter when you can be an owner of the city of Cape Town's properties. Go talk to your counselor, reach out, come and talk to Start Prop. Shop number 5, Rose Center in Blue Downs, uh, number 061-460-259. Ons is gereed met julle om mee te deel oor behuising en subsidies en verbande en alles wat jylle wil meer weet oor properties. Mr. Hendricks, Porsche Burger wants to know, I know it's a little bit off the topic, but she wants to know uh, pertaining to the city of Cape Town, when you're applying for an indigent grant, who qualifies for an indigent grant and what is this indigent grant? Can you answer Porsche's, I hope you can answer Porsche Burger's question. Indigency is exactly what it means. Well, the definition of indigency is that you, you, you can't afford to pay your bills. You need to prove that you can't afford to pay your bills, that you have no form of income, or that your only form of income is X, and that you don't have any, you know, uh, by virtue of what, whatever your situation is, whether you are disabled or something mentally wrong with you or physically wrong with you, whatever the case may be. You must prove all those things. Then they assess whether you are a candidate for indigency. And so you go through, there's a panel that sits and they, you forward your application. They, 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 they need to read into certain, certain applications because not everybody knows how to put forward a, a, a concise application. So people assume when they put certain things um, or they say certain things that people assume that the panel will know what they're talking about. So you, you need to put as much proof of your situation in your application okay. so that it's not um, rejected or maybe uh, f- uh, for some reason. So they will they could reject your, your application. Then they would say the reasons are that your, uh, your situation... Doesn't not, warrant, yeah, yeah, don't or you've, you've not proven your situation okay. fully. Then you have to bring a new application oh, yeah, where no. you need to give more proof. Okay. Or, or not more proof, you haven't given the proof. Now you need to give the proof. 
Okay. Because you 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 can't assume that they know your situation if you if so you don't. So this panel must understand the circumstances. There you go. Okay. You go. Mr. Hendrik, so yeah, just a question then from my side as start prop. If we sell a house of somebody, so here we sell this house, and that person now owes forty uh, thousand rand in rates. The rates are yes, it's forty thousand rand. They don't have the forty thousand rand now to go and pay. Uh, the rates to the city of Cape Town, but that because they can't now transfer the house, they're not going to get a, a rates clearance certificate until the rates is paid up to date. But now, as I said, now the arrears is forty thousand. So now the seller will say to us, Mister um, Startprop, can't can't we apply for an indigent grant because the house is in my mother's name and my mother's sixty three or sixty four years old, so she's more older than sixty years old. So by virtue of the fact that you're older than sixty and maybe a woman and you're receiving pension, does that qualify you? Would you think that that would be ground sufficient grounds to apply for an indigent grant? And and does the indigent grant? So there's two questions. One, does automatically age qualify if you're sixty for an indigent grant? And secondly, um, the 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 right of of that forty thousand rand. You know, um, will they automatically cancel the debt of the forty thousand? Or could they say, "Okay, we're going to bring it down" or whatever? Okay, so I had a matter where, um, uh, specifically, in fact, your matter, one of your matters, specifically with the person, uh, had a debt of eighty thousand rand. But historically, um, so we did the application to have the debt written off. They then advised us that they will not write the debt of that we have to that the that the person, the recipient, of or the applicant. Um, I had to pay the eighty-five thousand rand because a few years prior to that, about ten or fifteen years prior to that, he did an application, and they wrote off an amount of eighty-five thousand rand oh that time word. already. So they oh do not write. The, you have one bite at it. Oh, okay. So if you think about the fact that, so I think I'm not too sure about his personal circumstances. I think he had a stroke about thirty years ago, and he lived in this house and he owned this house, and he then um, he couldn't look after himself. So his rates went into arrears. So he proved that time that he couldn't look after himself, and then they wrote off a good uh, portion huge of amount. the rates. Yes. yes, in fact, they wrote off eighty thousand rand, but that was fifteen years ago. Okay. Later on, he it, he accumulated this debt again, where he didn't pay his rates for another fifteen years, and it then it amounted to eighty-five thousand, and they then refused to. Based on the fact that they said they you have already. one opportunity only. Okay, but now the so, coming back to the question now. So the question about is about 63 old. So automatic age is it the qualification? It all depends on your circumstance. Age might not be the qualification because now they look, they investigate your your personal circumstances. If you then have a policy or few policies and you get money paid to yourself and you receive um, money, you then you then you you're not eligible. You don't fall into the category of being indigent. Yes. So you can afford. More than what an indigent person can afford. It all depends on um, your your personal circumstances, and when your if your personal circumstances um, put you into a non-affordable category. Okay. okay. So if you are if you don't fall into that non-affordable category, which is indigent, uh, then um, so you need to you need to prove your indigency. You you cannot just say you are indigent. You need to show your circumstances. So they then um, I'm not too sure whether they investigated. But I sh- I'm sure they do. So before it goes to the panel to to make a decision, there are investigators that will now look and to see what the, the history of your bank accounts are. So if you've received 
Um, some money, some your family yes. or your children are paying money into or your account. You, yes, or if you're an owner of other properties or if you um, are an owner of other policies, if you are registered owner of companies okay. and a shareholder here and a shareholder there, they, you, you, you are then, you, um, your application for indigency is then borders almost on on criminality because you're lying, you're not, you're not, Indigent uh, at all. You're not indigent, but you are withholding certain facts from the panel when you are okay. making this application. You're not being, you're being forthcoming, fully forthcoming. Genuine yeah. is the word that we like to use. Okay. Mr. Hendricks, I think that answers Porsche Burgess' question nicely. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, the bottom line is every case is going to be evaluated on the merits of that case. So, what is the of that So, Ouderdoms, as Mr. Hendricks said, is not enough to get an indigent grant. You can't say, I'm a son, I'm a son, I'm a son, now can I qualify for an indigent grant to hang up. Because what your personal circumstances is, what other income do you have, what other pension funds do you have, what other support do you have, and if everything is taken away, then you can decide if you can qualify for an indigent grant. That is what we think. Van indigent, indigent grants, waar hulle kan sê, jou reeds is so hoog en so achterstallig, die stadstraat kan jou bijstaan, hulle kan die bedrag gaan afskrywe, maar dit hang af van wat jou persoonlijke omstandighede is, en as jy nie die inkomste het, of jy het nie die, die, die um, jy is nie bekwaam om my bedrag af te rekenen, dan kan hulle vir jou bijstaan. So dit is die type um, advies wat ons hier wil gee, op Startprop, the property show, elke woensdag tussen 12 uur, en een uur bring, ons, bring ons hier al die feite van huiseienerskap en die probleme wat die mens na moet gaan. Mr. Hendricks, uh, nog een vraag hier, van waivers gepraat met die, met die stadsraad, uh, kan u een beetje net ingaan op die, op die issue van, kwestie van waivers? Waivers are, we call it preemptive rights, but a waiver is, <coughs> is, a, is a right of first refusal. Let me now explain to you what it means. So in your title deed, there is a, um, because it is, you've received the property at a discounted amount, which means the city is now built this house and the cost of them maybe 400,000, 500,000 rand, but you're getting it at 20,000 rand or 30,000 rand, which means they are subsidizing this house. So, so they're giving you this house at an extremely discounted rate. So they say to you, you the reason for this housing program is to put people into houses. So then they say, you, we, we're giving you this house, this opportunity, for this discounted amount, but you, for the next eight years, you cannot sell it to anybody. That's called a preemptive right. Okay, you, you cannot sell it to anybody unless you first offer it to us for sale. Okay, that's a right of first refusal, a preemptive right. And it's registered on the title deed. Okay. So now, if you want to sell a house, you have to you you first have to remove that restrictive. It's a restrictive condition, so you have to remove that restrictive condition. In order to remove the restrictive condition, you have to go to the holder of that restrictive condition, who is who could the possibly be the city of Cape Town yeah. or the province, whatever the case may be. Yes. So you then need to address the specific department and make your application for 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 them to waiver their rights that they that they, that they hold in terms of this. Um, uh, deed of sale and the condition in the deed of sale. Okay. So, so there's a procedure involved with that. So now okay, I don't before we get there, before we get yes. there, so maybe just to clarify for the listeners out there, 
all that legal speech that you gave us now, Mr. Hendricks, I can just maybe in layman's terms explain to our listeners what that means. So if in the event that, that you, as the, as the owner of a property, received a benefit from the city, they sold your house, one of the gap houses, or as we used to call it, the RDP houses. So if you benefited out of a property like that, um, there is normally a condition in the deed of sale. The condition will say that this house may not be sold within eight years. So if you receive this house free of charge, a subsidized house, or a gap house from the from human settlements from the province or from the city, there's a condition written into the agreement that says, look, for eight years you may not sell this property. You may not also lease out the property. So the city really wants to say, look here, we are solving a backlog in housing. We're solving the problem of people living in backyard dwellings, living in shacks, and we're giving them affordable houses. So they're supplying you. There's a lot of those houses um, close to the forest village area, um, close to Bob's Way, and all over the province we've seen these gap housing. So these people are now receiving houses. A lot of these people want to sell that house. They want to dis- dispose of the house, and they're looking for the money. I've heard of situations, Mr. Hendricks, where that person, the, dwe- the backyard dweller, receives the house and then sells that house and go live back in that, check, back in that backyard dwelling, yep. which is it's against all the policies that they tried to do. The whole purpose of, of giving you this opportunity was that they can take you off the streets, out of the backyards, and put you into a living space, a decent living space. But people, the circumstances that people find themselves is that they're sometimes selling that property. Now they come to us and they say to the start prop, can we sell that house? Um, now there's this condition in this house that says, look, for eight years you may not sell this house to anybody else. You must reside in the property. However, their personal circumstances are of such a nature that they are needing to sell the house. Perhaps they can't maintain themselves. They don't have the means. They're not working. So now they're sitting with a house and no money. And so now you're living in a house and you're, you're, you're hungry and you're going, you, know, you don't have the means to sustain yourself. So under the city then says, or the province, uh, human settlement says, show us just cause. Give us enough reason why we should allow you to sell this house and why we must remove this eight-year restriction that says that you may not sell. Why should we give you the leniency to be able to sell that house? Why should we waive a right that says you can't sell? Give us your personal circumstances. So we've had quite a few issues like that, Mr. Hendricks, where we've done the motivations for the human settlements and for the city, and they've considered these things and you know most of the time they will if they will look at the merits if they find look it's not acceptable they will not sell and one of the other besides you know finding just cause or good purpose good reason why they will allow you to sell one of the things they will also do is look at who is the purchaser they will look at the purchaser and they're saying if the purchaser is also somebody that is perhaps coming out of a backyard or hasn't owned the property before well then they're really substituting one need for another need. But we've had sales that have been set aside, Mr. Hendricks, where the sale was cancelled because the purchaser owned more than one property. So you've got people in the community who have a bit of money. And what they do is they go around to these people and offer them sums of money to buy their houses because they know in a year or two's time they can make serious money on that. So they're speculating in the property market and they're buying up these indigent houses, not indigent houses, sorry, we're on this topic of indigent, but they're buying up these houses that were gap housing, affordable housing, 
And now with an idea that they're going to turn it for a profit at some time or rent it out and make some money. So now the city is saying to us, guys, we can't entertain this sale. We're not happy to entertain the sale because the person purchasing the property owns a number of other houses. This is a property speculator. This is an investor that's thinking they're going to maximize their opportunities by buying up all these houses and offering people money. And then at some time, they will put this into the market and make some serious money. So the city is also is not just what are the reasons the seller wants to sell, but also who is the buyer that's wanting to buy these properties and how, you know, they're taking the state's money, the state's asset, and enriching themselves through that process. So that's ultimately what government is saying. So, you know, as good citizens, as as citizens who are building a new South Africa, building a, a country, a future for ourselves, we all need to be vigilant. We all need to be watching out for this. And ultimately, we are in housing. As start prop, the real estate professionals, the property professionals, we want to be assisting and supporting home ownership and owners who own title deeds. So our role is to be that this custodian and see that, you know, we manage that process correctly. Mr. Hendricks, as a qualified conveyancing attorney, he's got certain rights and obligations placed upon him when he's passing trance of the property to look and see are these things being done correctly or the proper waivers in place. Mr. Hendricks, they talk about areas in Delft where even today in 2024, people will exchange keys for cash. There's no transfer of the property. You want the house, you put on cash, and I give you the keys, I move out, you move in. And those houses are still transferred like that today. Keys for cash. And at some time in the future, when somebody wants to take a bond for that property, you have to trace back and find the first owner. Well, people, at StartProp, we're trying to educate our people and empower people with the right information, the correct information, bring them the right uh, you know, rules and how we do this thing so we can all do it together. And we really can solve a massive backlog, the property backlog that our people are suffering with. Mr. Hendricks, any statements on that one? Before we take another musical break? Um, 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 you know, I grew up in the 80s. And uh, I'm going to a reunion shortly. And we were talking about something that has been lost over this past couple of years. There's no, there's no... So if I look at the school that I was at, they, uh, they, um, back in the day, there was this expectation of greatness going to happen. We're going to go into the future. We're going to forge whatever we're going to do. We're going to make a success of. There's absolutely nothing like that any longer. It's all a matter of people have... This expectancy, they have this right, so there is they have rights, but they 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 don't even think about their obligations, their obligations of being good citizens in society. It's all about what I can get, personal gain, never mind the next person. Mr. Hendricks, it's good that you mentioned that last night one of my old, old friends, uh, colleagues that I've worked with in close relationships. Um, that we've worked in business with and struggled together in the old days when we started our businesses, still in our party time, we were already in business. Uh, Soraya Biakas, she sent me a, a, a presentation of some document that, that they're putting out there. She is from Manenberg and uh, went to Red River <coughs> Primary School. And a document that she's put out, she's now chairman of this uh, organization called HERS South Africa. Um, she is now... Dr. Soraya uh, Bukas. 
So there from Menenberg, from the humble beginnings, going to Red River Primary School, where they said nothing good can come from, nothing is going to emanate under the old system. They kept us suppressed. They gave us gutter education. And she has become a, a doctor in her own... In, and she's a doctor of law, by the way. Wow. She's a doctor of law. And um, just to show what our people can do, man, and it's not worthwhile taking the short road. It's not worthwhile taking the easy way. Let's stand together and build quality, build leadership among ourselves. And that is why... This program, Start Prop, the property professionals, is bringing you quality information, bringing you real advice about home ownership and how to empower yourselves and women in property, etc., etc. This is what we want to talk about and advocate for. We're taking a break. O-Logical Studies with Quenzenjane. This is the Start Prop Property Show. station, our talent, and our people. Yeah, I mean, yes, people, this is the StartProp Property Show, brought to you by Ivan Yetling, the principal of StartProp Properties. Shop number five, Rose Center, Yesterafir, right opposite Pick and Pay. Come and pop in at our offices, come and talk to us about the real estate and about your property, about marketing your property, getting the best value, getting the best price, dealing with the professional agents, talking to people that, you know, uh, take property seriously and that value you as a client, value you 
as a as a person who wants to enter this into this space. So you know, today we're talking about maybe the lower end of the market people that are requiring uh, the indigent grant rights of thanks to Porsche for her question that came through there. Um, and we're talking about um, you know people that are looking for the waivers because they need to sell their property. They they can't hold on to even the gap house because you know they got an empty stomach with a roof over their head when they if they could they could sell that property and change their fortunes for themselves. And we're hoping that's what you're doing because really it's about getting up the ladder. Os kanie ons mense in die moderate. Daar ek gepraat nou van Soraya Beekes wat uit Mannenburg gekom het uit en as een kind in, by, die, by, by Mannenburg hoe een laarschool gegaan het, en vandag is hy dokter Soraya Beekes, a doctor of law. Dis die mense wat ons wil, 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 wil sê, dis ons mense, ons gaan voor en toe ontstaan van wie ons is, ons gaan nie uh, continuously verplette word en afgetrap word nie. Mr. Hendricks, there are thousands and thousands, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of title deeds that have not been issued by the city yet. The whole community of West Bank, uh, whole sections of Delft and right across the province, so many people haven't received title deeds. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is. I don't know if you have insight into what's happening with the issue of these title deeds. But, you know, I see uh, some of the city councillors walking around handing out title deeds to people, handing out title deeds to communities. Um, there was a councillor in Mitchell's Plain that went around handing out title deeds and showing people, look here, we as a city, we're working for you. Um, it's, it's about empowering the people and giving them that ownership. And it's by time that, you know, they transfer these people, the title deeds are transferred to people so that they can own that, they can own their own homes. People, um, it's, there's so much more that I wanted to talk to, to you to, today about um, regarding the city. Moira Jacobs also sent in a question relating to the rates valuations and can she still appeal, you know, people that don't understand the fact that the city, uh, she's from Fountain Village here and she's, you know, the city is given a rates value that she just says, how did they find the value of this on my property? Can we complain? How do I? People don't have access. They don't have access to information. Um, you know, for them to go to the city, they've got to take two taxis, their life is in danger, all of stuff. You know, there's nobody close by that you can engage with. So how do we accommodate people like, like Moira that wants to talk about um, the rates valuation on the property and she's now paying rates um, and she's saying, you know, that's, this is the rates they put on a, on a paper. Can she still appeal those things? So there's so many things that people want to talk about on the show. And we're saying to you, send in your WhatsApp, send in your messages here to Radio Easter Fear. Uh, we will try and accommodate you. The WhatsApp number is 064-536-9095. But it's not going to happen today because we're already at the top of the hour. One o'clock has come, 12 o'clock has gone, and we only have an hour show. Um, so it, 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 there's too much to be able to pack into one show. But I must say thank you to Mr. Hendricks with his legal... Um, his legal speed that he puts on things, he comes and just shares it here with the people, free of charge, knowledge. Mr. Hendricks has also said that if you come to the, he will make himself available at Start Props office on a Wednesday morning. If you want to come through and talk about your estates or, or any other legal issue pertaining to uh, property, then he's available. He will come and answer. He will give you the first 15 minutes free. The 16th minute is 2,000 random minutes. No, I'm <laughs> No, first 15 minutes free advice so that you can listen to you and say, look, here, this is what you can do. That's what you can do. If it's going to go into detail, then you work out a fee for you. But we're here to assist the community and the people of Easter River. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. We're right there. We have to close now. 
We're going to close with O-Logical Studies. You can know it's the O's. Uh, O's for the artists on the, on the Cape Flats. And we're playing out today with Latest Groove. Thank you very much from the Start Prop Property Show. Tune in to the Start Prop Property Show every Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Start Prop, the property professionals. Listening to Radio Yesterova.